The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap episode for this week's Honda Classic. And joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, what's up? What's going on, Rick? I'm I'm excited to be here. A rare Thursday sighting, but uh, yeah, round one of the Honda Classic underway. And we are uh, without producer Jacob tonight. So this is he gets a, a well-deserved night off. But this is like uh, the kids are home alone. They gave us $20 for pizza and we are, hope to not burn the place down. Right. This could go <laughs> anywhere without our, our fearless leader who really holds it all together. So I don't know. I don't know, Rick, what kind of production you have planned on your end. But I have a feeling that we're going to get a little, you know, we're not going to quite have the Jacob touch. So he will be missed. But hopefully we don't ruin it. Things might get a little dicey. I am obligated. He made it very clear to let you know that 2021 is looking up and new beginnings means new opportunities to grow your business. If part of your strategy is adding new members to your team, then LinkedIn Jobs is for you. It finds the right person quickly. To make things better, your first job post is free. Remember, LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. And getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly post a job with targeted screening questions and LinkedIn will quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. You can manage job posts and contact candidates from a single view on the familiar LinkedIn.com as functions are now streamlined onto one simple screen. And now you can do all of this from your mobile device, no matter where the day takes you. That is how LinkedIn jobs can help you hire the right person fast. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash first. Again, that's linkedin.com slash first to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. PGA National on Thursday, Greg, my goodness. Uh, we're going to talk about Matt Jones, but let's talk about the course here first because uh, not only did it bite back at times, but the guys who went out early seemed to get the better end of it about a stroke easier than the PM wave ended up playing. When golf courses get really difficult on tour, it's um, I think I think length is something that everybody thinks creates difficulty, but it's it's not the the thing that dictates the scoring on the PGA Tour more than anything else, more than rough, more than wind, more than uh, more than length, more than any of that is firmness of greens. When greens are really firm, it's really hard to score. And the greens were a little softer in the morning. And and as they got firmer throughout the afternoon, you saw the scoring get more difficult. It's very simple. And it, it may sound obvious. Um, I know it, it's quite obvious to me, but the closer your ball stops to where it lands, the more control you ultimately have. And that's the reason for that. So when you see Bay Hill get really difficult on Sunday, it's because the greens get really firm um, almost every time. And then... 
firmness of greens, Rick, it also it it multiplies other difficulties. So rough, thick rough isn't that bad if greens are soft. But when greens get firm, all of a sudden thick rough becomes a problem. Any rough becomes a problem. Wind all of a sudden becomes a problem. It just multiplies the issue. But to me, it all starts with firmness of greens. Well, you know who did not have an issue on Thursday? Matt Jones, who at nine under par goes out and shoots a tournament record tying 61. And let me let me just describe this round for you, Greg, because it was yeah. it was magic. A 61 on a par 70. That's nine under. He was the only bogey free round of the day. He had a stretch of holes from two through five where he birdied all of those. He played the bear trap at two under par and, and birdied each of his final three holes matt jones and fuego on thursday he was on fire and uh it really comes from his iron play um, approach game in general i mean he did take advantage of a couple par fives but if you look at the birdie putts that matt jones made he had a a two-footer on a par five early he had a four-footer a five-footer a six-footer he had a six-inch birdie putt so all of these birdie efforts he did make one from 16 feet nine inches as well i believe that was on 11 um so so he and he and he made one from off the green on 17 which is just a bonus at this point but that again rick speaks to me about the uh about the little bit softer conditions you saw in the morning and it allows him to control his ball. It allows him to get it close to the hole. It allows him to get close to some of those front hole locations um, and have a round like this. And it, it was amazing. He took advantage of every opportunity. Uh, and, and it was a really cool round to see for a guy that's been playing pretty well, maybe not so much in the last two weeks, but he's having a nice season. Uh, it was it was nice to see for Matt Jones, but the biggest area of improvement was the approach game, right? Five point yeah. four strokes gained off the uh, approach the green today. He's one hundred twenty eighth in that category on the year, so that that was a big uptick. He's three shots clear of his chasers in second. He's five shots clear of his chasers in fourth. So he has a gap here, which makes me wonder, Greg, if you were Matt Jones and you were offered nine under, just kick your feet up, don't hit any more shots this week, and see how it shakes out on Sunday. Would you take that offer? I I would. I mean, the competitor in me wants to say, no, I want to go and I want to go stretch that lead and just make sure. But I think you would take that. Absolutely. It, it, um, as the golf course firms up the way it did in the afternoon, I think that is more, uh, that, that shows more what, what you're going to see the rest of the week. And it's going to get even firmer than that throughout the rest of the week. I, I heard an interview with Brendan Steele, earlier today uh, in, in the car, he was talking about something Pat Perez said. Pat Perez said to him, what's with the chipping out here? It's like I, every time I hit a chip shot, it won't check. And all of a sudden the ball just continues to roll and roll and roll. And uh, he has kind of some humorous takes, but you can really see that in the afternoon. When you look at a ball that's in the bunker here, you have really fluffy bunkers that can lead to plug lies, but even the, even the lies that don't stay in their own pitch mark, they seem to end up in, in between um, rake lines and you get some bad lies and it makes it really hard to spin it. Fluffy sand is hard to spin. And then the greens based on what Pat Perez says, they're not really checking on your pitch shots as much. So now all of a sudden bunkers become hazards, um, which they're, they're designed to be hazards, but they're not really hazards on the PGA tour in a normal week. Guys prefer to be in a bunker than in the rough. And now bunkers are a real problem. And then there's water on the other side. So it, it takes the golf course when you fear bunkers and it shrinks it dramatically. 
I looked it up and nine under par uh, would have been good enough to win or get you into a playoff in seven of the last eight years. So I think I think Matt Jones might be happy with that come Sunday if he can stay there. Uh, Russell Henley also had himself a day, but he did it in quite a different fashion, Greg. He finishes with a opening round 64. It's six under par, but the way that he did it was through the flat stick. Over six strokes gained on approach on third, or excuse me, on the putting surfaces on Thursday. That was uh, by far his best round in my database by a full stroke. That goes back to the start of 2015. This was a magical putting around for Russell Henley. It, it was. Um, now, Russell Henley is still typically in in the model, Rick, your model for p- predicting, which has been dramatically, uh, incredibly successful. Uh, don't look past last week, but it's a very successful model, right? It works. Guys that putt really well tend to fade um, during a tournament. A round like this is not sustainable. It's not repeatable. But Russell Henley still scares me more than anybody else on this leaderboard. He's the first name that I circle. And the reason for that is he has great course history here. He has in eight trips, he has five top 25s, which may not sound like a lot, but course history is not really all that sticky around here. It's a type of course like Sawgrass that seems to bite everybody at least once. He's also won here, even though it was all the way back in 2014. He has some good memories. And the other thing, I'm interested to get your thoughts on this. He is uh, kind of his fingerprint of, of a player is a great ball striker, a great iron player. And today... He only hit 10 of 18 greens. So when I look forward at this event, my expectation for Russell Henley is that his tee to green play, his ball striking, his iron play in particular, takes an uptick uh, tomorrow and through the weekend, and he becomes somebody that actually does fit the model. Today's round was the bad ball striking round that he saves with the putting and makes it a great round. It's like it's like a bonus today. But I think his, his general... Uh, abilities as a player bodes well for him heading into the the final three days. I think that's right. And Kyle kind of opens my eyes to something like this like a year ago. He was like, you know, like just because he he was, you know, what he did with the flat stick on on Thursday, or and this goes for any golfer, it's unsustainable. He's not gonna do it again. It's his best round ever. It's not, it's not gonna happen again. But like he doesn't lose that, right? Like he's he's kind of got this cushion built in. Now, if he gets back to his fingerprint, he's really, really dangerous. And, and I agree with you, Greg. I mean, that, that's that's what we've seen from Russell Henley. He's got some comfort around here, and I'll I'll round this out with a couple other uh statistical nuggets gets here his previous best putting round was 5.1 strokes gains that was round one at the 2017 shell houston he won that week and also his this is this one i thought was strange his four best putting rounds ever now have all been in round one for whatever reason he gets off to a hot start with the flat stick yeah, I guess he sees it right away. It's, that is very interesting that all four of them are in round one. So a fast starter. But it is a really important thing. You mentioned he held on to win at the Shell Houston Open. Uh, I, I think the number is 73% of winners on the PGA Tour. And that may have fluctuated. That number, it, two years ago, it was 73%. I imagine it, it's still around the same number. But 73% of winners on the PGA Tour and round one inside the top 10. So to Kyle's point, you don't lose that what you gained. That's the fear with Matt Jones. Matt Jones is very likely to be in the conversation over the weekend because he's got nine. He's nine under through one round. So he's not going to lose that. Even if he backs up a little bit, his bad round isn't going to hurt him very much. So the guys that I worry about in this in an event like this where the cut may be around even or one over or something, somebody who shot three under today. 
Uh, for me, I'm looking at Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry was my one-and-done pick. I'm very high on him this week. He shot three under. I'm looking at this saying, yeah, he's right there in the mix. He's three shots back of of the secondary leader. Matt Jones went out and shot nine under. But I don't necessarily consider Shane Lowry to be six shots back. He's kind of three shots back of the front of the pack, if you will. And so, but at the same time, while that's a positive, it would be very easy to go out and shoot 74 tomorrow. And all of a sudden you miss the cut at one under. So nobody's really safe in this tournament right now, which I think is, is very interesting for the guys that are kind of, especially the ones who went out in the morning and shot one or two under maybe three under so a little safer, of course, but the guys that are around par a couple under that are still in the mix of the tournament, they're also not safe to play the weekend. So tomorrow's going to be a very interesting day. Yeah, and I want to hit on um, some of the bigger names in this field before we talk about the odds and all that stuff. You know, Sung J M, who as we as we chat right now, under par, uh, one under, playing his final hole is the the 18th. It's a par five. He's in the middle of the fairway, so he might have a good chance here, Greg, uh, to tack another one on. And you made an observation about Sung J to me that I thought was interesting, and it was in regards to the tempo of his golf swing. Yeah, he has a a very it, it, he's known for that slow kind of a takeaway, um, and it reminds me of Hideki Matsuyama who had a really long pause at the top, and he's worked that out of his swing since. But when you have a portion of your swing that's really slow, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean your tempo is in great form. And I noticed on a swing today, he was in the rough. Uh, and I can't forgive me. I can't think of what hole it was on, but, but they showed this shot he hit in the rough and they showed the shot he hit on 15 last year in, uh, and 17 in route to winning the Honda classic and the tempo, not, not at the initial start, but when he gets up toward the top, kind of the second half of his backswing, the tempo is much more abrupt and much quicker. And I wonder if that's something that Sungjae is kind of battling right now. I'm wondering if Sungjae is not in the uh, coming in runner-up of the Masters or coming in uh, winning the Honda Classic. If he's not in that form where we think Sungjae is great iron player, great ball striker. I'm wondering if that swing is just a little bit out of se- uh, out of sequence. Sometimes when a portion of your sl- of your swing or putting stroke is too slow, it's easy to get out of out of sorts. So that's something I'm watching as the week progresses. I, I still think he's in the mix. Um, and it may have been a, just a, a really small sample size. It may have been just something that happened today or even on just a couple of swings. Um, but, but that's definitely what I'm watching with Sung J.M. We're going to look ahead to the betting board, guys, that we might like for the rest of the week. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back looking at the odds here from our friends at William Hill. Of course, Matt Jones is going to be your betting favorite, Greg. He's three to one, three shots clear of his next closest chaser. You get Russell Henley, who we've mentioned, who we talked about at five to one. And then I believe you mentioned Lowry. He was your one and done pick. Both him and Sung J.M. are 12 to one, along with Aaron Wise. You you mentioned Russell Henley and, and keeping an eye on him for the rest of the week. Is that five to one number appealing? It, yeah, I think the five to one number is appealing. Um, 
I don't love it. I think it's still a little strong. I may, uh, I, I think today is probably the day to go for it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow that Russell Henley number got even shorter, although it's hard to imagine it getting much shorter than that. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's short, but I just I feel like he might really win the golf tournament. I, I think he, Lowry, Matt Jones are the three guys that I have circled on this list right now. You know, it's going to be interesting because the guys that played in the morning on Thursday have to play in the afternoon on Friday, which would include Matt Jones. It would include Henley, right? He went out early on Thursday. Uh, So you wonder if if you like Henley now, why don't you wait until, uh, I don't know, that first wave gets done tomorrow on Friday, see what that number – like that number I don't think is going to get shorter. It's going to get longer before he tees off is, is the way that I would feel about it. Oh, but before, if you want, yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like before he tees off because someone's – you know, these guys – like Sung JM is going to go out – if Sung JM goes out in the morning and shoots, I don't know, three or four under par, he's going to suck up a lot of that win equity. He's going to move the odds. If you like Henley, I think you should wait. If you like Sung Jay or Shane Lowry, I think you should get it now. Okay, I like that take because, you know, you you bring up a great point. When you have a, a morning wave and an afternoon wave that play as different as they did today, you don't know what the real lead is. Aside whether or not you trust Matt Jones, that, that's a different story. You have, you're going to play an afternoon round here at, at, um, at PGA National and a morning round at, at PGA National. There's no way around it. And until you have both of those done, it's difficult to get a real sense of it. I mean, if, if Matt Jones, if my prediction kind of comes true, Matt Jones will have a much more difficult time with his iron play, with his approach play. He's going to have to lean on the putter a lot more tomorrow in order to have success. So I expect him to work his way back to the pack a little bit. And then maybe that's why I was thinking uh, I was thinking Henley's odds may get a little shorter if that lead narrows from three to two or if Henley is leading. Um, but that's a good point about the morning guys. Some of the morning guys catch up. It, it makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I'm completely comfortable with waiting. Um, betting again with three rounds to go is a tough task, although I think there is some value to grab there. I was trying to hold out and see if I could see what Sung Jay's approach on 18 is, but he hasn't hit it yet. So I was hoping, like, if he stuffed one in there close for eight feet, you'd see me whipping out the William Hill app right now and being like, okay, this yeah. number's about to get, it's about to go to 10 to one or whatever. But, uh, Greg, well, Rick, I, think- I, I have yeah. an update here on, on the computer. What do you, I know got? you You may not have seen it yet. Sung JM is finished at two under. Oh, even better. No, I haven't seen yeah. it yet. I've, so I've not refreshed so he over made, here. He made birdie on 18. Oh, beautiful. Yep. Love that. So he's at he's in at two under. But interesting thing about Sung Jay, he drove it really well today at twelve of fourteen fairways. He only hit eight of eighteen greens. Right, he lost two point seven strokes approaching the green. And I'm really I'm I'm even more curious now tomorrow seeing that number. I'm really curious to see if this is a swing issue, uh, if it was a one day thing. But I really think that's what was going on with him today with the iron play. He was just getting a little quick. I love it. I should have logged into the media site because the PGA Tour leaderboard looks like it's paused or stuck. So good call, Greg. Thank you very much. Two under par, even better. I feel good about Sung J.M. this week. We'll be back after each round of this week's Honda Classic, as we always do, breaking it all down. But for now, that's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at TheRealGFD. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.